Entrepreneur Podcast with your hosts, Miranda and Rosie, a podcast for both new and established estheticians to learn and grow your business. So let's get this shit started. Okay, well, we're ready to roll, by the way. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Rosie, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, we have an old guest who has already been there in the podcast, so we decided to bring her back because you guys really did love her podcast. Let's welcome back Alyssa from Liz Skin Studio. How are you doing, Liz? Hi, guys. I am so excited to be back. I was going to say, I'm like, so nice. You had to do it twice. I'm, <laughs> I am so excited. I had so much fun when we did our first one. So I was I really, really looking forward to touching base again, especially now after so much I feel like has gone on since our first time that we recorded together. It's been a year. I was going to say, I thought it was around a year too. It is crazy. This it's all actually, it's been seven months already, like eight months from, from the beginning of the year. And we did it last year. So yes, it's been a year. Oh yeah. I was like, well, because I'm like, I'm even thinking I'm like, well, when we first did it, I feel like I was really new and just into like having my own space. And we talked about that a lot. So it's been over a year now since I've been open. So it's got to be over a year that we did it. That's just wild. It is. A time is flying by. So many things have changed. And you have been an estepreneur for almost a year now. Like, not almost, actually a year. So I was going to say, it was wild. I actually got an email because I forget that I signed the lease for the space for my studio very early. And we it was a full gut renovation and... So we did so much behind the scenes before I officially opened, whereas I count like my year when I officially opened. So when I got an email this March and it was like, hey, do you want to resign for another year? Like we're coming up on a year next week. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean already? And my landlord was like, yeah, girl, it's already been almost been a year. I was like, oh, it's wild. Sometimes you're in this business and the time flies by so quickly, like you won't even realize. It's almost like when you have kids, I feel like I don't have children, but I would assume it's similar to it in a sense that parents always say it flies by work. Yeah, like even faster when you have children. So I feel like in a weird way, this is a little child and it's flying just as fast it is a child I mean uh it's just a a different kind of child which actually gives you some benefits you're not just like giving and giving at least you're getting something back (laughs) I've never thought of it like that but you're not wrong girl that is true I'm instead of like draining well it's it'll it'll still drain my money sometimes but it like you know gives it back at least so that's it gives it back you know it's not like the kids I I was telling my mom, I'm like, I so bad when I have kids, but I also know that the moment I have it, everything is deteriorating from internally to externally, everything. They're like, okay, well, I just got to throw in the towel. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah, I know. It's going really well. That's really good. Uh, Did you have any challenges overall, like in this past year? Any things you would want to talk about so other new SDs can learn? Like, oh, girl. I feel like I, I can could tell from your face. Yep, you already know. You can see my face. I. This is why I need so many units of Botox. Like this thing is expressive here. 
So yes, uh, there's a lot. I do feel now looking back that almost I around like post COVID time, I feel a lot of estheticians went solo and Mm -hmm. it was so in to me, at least the ones I was seeing, it was so glamorous. Like it looked so fun and like, I don't know, you could get to do whatever you wanted. And I, I, I'll admit I'm a little bit naive. Like I am, but I didn't think I was that naive. Um, and you know, I got, I was humbled very quickly. Uh, I definitely, I still remember, which bless this client's heart of mine. She is, she's been seeing me for years, uh, even at my old jobs I've worked at. And I'll never forget right in the beginning, I was opening to do her treatment. She was my first client. And I came in and went to flip the lights on and none of the power would come on. And I was panicking. I was like, there was no storms. What happened? I was not paying my power, my any, like they shut it off. That's how long, like, I thought I was paying it with my home, like payment. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) It was, she, thank God she was the most, she was dying laughing. Um, And I was like, I am so sorry let me just call like Amarin or NICOR. There are, I don't want to know what I want to say, like our power provider people here in Illinois. And yeah. I was like, um, so I have no power. And they're like, yeah, you kind of owe hundreds. I'm like, I'll pay that right now. I am so sorry, guys. And they like, I paid it yeah. and they turned it back on so that I could do the treatment. But so much that you just, I don't know, yeah. don't realize I, I definitely you know, have you ever heard the saying more money, more problems? Yeah, I have. I feel that that goes for business. Um, it, let's just say, yes, the bigger and like the more busy it got, obviously that's a good thing, you know? And however, as good of a thing as it is, it is so hard to do alone. I mean, you and I were just talking before we pressed record about how now your husband's going to be kind of involved in yours. I was able to finally hire an assistant uh, full-time. And honestly, that changed my life because I was, I was approaching burnout really. And my clients could tell, I mean, I could tell it, it was hard because you, you trade when you go solo. I didn't, I thought people were exaggerating when they said this. No, they were totally telling the truth. Uh, when you go work to work for yourself, you trade like a nine hour shift for a 24 seven shift. Like it is nonstop. So it I is. think that'd be maybe one of the biggest things I'd say is all the stuff that people joke about, about how hard it'll be or how tired you'll be. Take it seriously before making the jump because I know that I was just so you know, what wallpaper am I going to pick? What colors are going to be my colors? And was so excited. And I wasn't even worrying about any of the things that I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a whole new ball game. Once the doors open, I feel like. Cause you start getting busy. uh, Once like it starts and starts picking up, then it's like, just keeps going and it keeps getting busier and busier. And then you have to like outsource. You can't just like, one person cannot run the business. That's the thing. If you're doing it, you're just going to kill yourself. You're not going to have any time. 
1000%. I mean, I, I neglected um, relationships, like, you know, lost friends, lost, yeah, like family being unhappy with me. I mean, I never showed up to a single thing that first year. I'm just now, I feel like as my assistant gets more comfortable and everything, she started in March. And as she now is getting more comfortable and I'm letting go of the reins like a bit, I'm now finally, I feel like having a somewhat of a balance. How do you feel giving that, giving that power, like giving, like having somebody else coming in and like helping you out, like, you know, outsourcing, how do you feel about that? Oh my like God, it was the hardest, hardest thing I ever had to do because, yeah. you know, you just like it done how you like it done and you're the only one that can do it that way. So yep. it was hard. I will say, I know that this isn't um, possible or practical or I'm not saying to necessarily do this because it could have went so wrong and I got really lucky that it did not. But I actually hired a client of mine of like six years that I loved. And we kind of, you know, I floated her the idea. I was like, it doesn't have to be awkward if you don't want it. Like you don't have to take it at all. I just, I don't know, over the years, you know, you get to know your clients. And I knew Mm -hmm. she was anal. She was like, she follows directions like nobody's business. She's particular all the things I feel like I am. And I feel like she, I don't know what it was. It was like a weird feeling that I just knew I wanted her. Like I was telling my husband, like my everyone that I wanted her before I had even brought the opportunity up to her. I just, I knew I wanted her. (laughs) Well, sometimes you find people like that, you know, you never know where they are. It's your client. So it's just a job, you know, it's like any other job. It's a job. Yep. Well, and she actually, she has her RN, which I really liked too, because that was appealing to me. I, she does not practice. She did, you know, work in a hospital and decided it wasn't for her nursing. And she was very, very passionate about skincare, like loved all the treatments. And I was like, well, she would know what they're like she's done them all she knows how I like things because she's always done her stuff with me and I think because it was not a stranger it was Mm -hmm. a little bit easier and because she was so similar to me in the ways that I wanted her to be it was it was still hard but that those things made it easier if that makes sense like if you find someone you can truly trust uh and that has qualities that you think will benefit your business and you to be around, then I do feel it's a lot easier because when it's very hard to let go of the reins, if it's maybe someone you don't really trust and can't count on to do a good job or to do things properly, there, there are things that we can't train. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but it does. I feel like you, yeah, you discover that. And if, if someone just has things that, you know, you can't not fix, I don't want to say it like that, but that just don't jive, then 
it's not going to go well. And of course, you're not going to want to let them, you know, anywhere near anything. You're going to want to keep a tight grip on all things, your business. But yeah, I think it made it easier that I knew her and kind of vetted her almost before she even knew I was. That's, that's actually good. You know, that's like a, I think like when even as a business owner, as somebody who is doing like being in aesthetics, like doing skincare and all of that versus being a business owner, having like this business mindset are two Mm. different separate things. The way we think in the treatment room versus we think outside the treatment room are not the same. So sometimes you have to build those skills to understand how you can successfully run the business and hiring employees is one of those things that many estheticians don't realize that how important that part is because it can make or break your relationship uh, relationship and your business in terms of like if you hire somebody who's not doing their job the right way it reflects back on your business it's a big yep. risk you're taking definitely and you're right it that was maybe the um another one thing that you realize after being open for some time on your own is I didn't have a business background. I didn't, I, you know, found all things business out the hard way. And you can be incredible in the treatment room. But you could be shitty in the business. Yeah, it definitely, you have to almost, it's almost like learning a brand new skill entirely because we don't get, I mean, we had, I don't know if you did, but we had a business portion of our aesthetics schooling mm-hmm. where I went yeah, and it was really nice. And I mean, it's now that I'm everything. back, I did win like business student of the month twice though. Oh, Maybe wow. it was, but it was not enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, you're right. They don't, it's not something we really get much of in school. I think reading something from the book versus implying it in your real life are two different things. You might learn those business principles. You can go on like now chat GPT or Google and just search something and it will give you everything. But how you apply it in like day-to-day life versus reading and stuff is going to, someone can teach you the business, but how you conduct business is going to be different. Yep. And I even think that with, you know, my, I don't know if yours are like this too, but a lot of times my DMs are just going crazy from, you know, other estheticians. Like, how did you, how are you that booked? Or how are you doing this, that, the other? And I don't even, I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be an asshole at all, but I'm like, it's not something you can, not, something you can't teach, but it's, you have to do it. I could list everything out, you know, in order of how you should begin. If you have to do it to, you know, know. Yeah. Plus listen, uh, remember last time when we were talking actually after our podcast, we talked about does the location of the business really matter and the services you offer? And remember what we were talking about the hydrofacial that you offer And it just sparked that conversation where I was like, you know, I got to bring her back so we can talk about this in depth. And that is coming into the conversation now. I definitely, I definitely think it does. I mean, 
you and I were talking, you know, last year and I just, I do so many hydrofacials. It was what was really big around my area, X, Y, and Z. And I really think that one, it is because of a few things. I think that climate environment plays a part in Mm -hmm. what services, you know what I mean, will be bigger in different places. I also think I'm the only, well, or back when we first did our podcast, I was one of two hydrofacial providers in the town I'm in. I mean, that's, that's nothing, you know, I, now there's only three, there's only been one added over the past year. And so depending on what services you're offering, if you're the only one offering, I'm the only person who does DMK enzymes. Like it, it depends. I think on the, how do I want to say it? Density, like how many people are doing what you're doing in your area. Yeah. I also think outside factors, of course, like weather, like I said, like climate, that sort of thing. Because you were telling me that you were doing more so like peels, right? When we were talking last. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I think that our clientele also, I, I don't know about you, but I barely have, it's a handful of clients that I have for pigment, but otherwise I'm feel like I'm all acne, all rosacea or anti-aging, you know? And I feel maybe that's why I don't do as many like peels say as someone else, or maybe I don't do. I think the demographic does play a huge role in terms of like, so I was doing, we were doing like market research in terms of like moving to this different location. We're moving out of Salem. It's a small town. It's big, but still like, it's not a city. Yeah. It's, there's not like many restaurants or like the age is also like the average ages. I think it's 50 plus. The location oh. we're going is, is by the Nike's headquarter. And now you can tell a location like that versus a, versus a location like this. The demographic is different. The type of money the people make are different. And and now there's another location called Lake Oswego. Lake Oswego is like rich people, but it's old rich people mainly who don't want to spend their money. So I was talking to my instructor and I was asking her questions about location. And she was telling me, she was like, don't make the mistake of thinking that Lake Oswego, you'll make more money. The problem there is that people do not pay that much. If you are in an area where for example, like Nike headquarters or like Amazon headquarters or anything where employees are actually going in person. They have to show up in person. They have to take care of themselves. They need those services. Then you're more in demand. Of course, I mean, you will have more competition there, but there's also more people for you. Yes. Well, because um, Bloomington Normal, we are State Farm headquarters, like a State Farm uh area or whatever like that's a huge part of our um town and why we have so large yeah like such a large population and we're also a college town so I do think I think that you know the younger college crowd what where you may think 
Right. And and you may think that they can't spend the money on hydrofacial or they wouldn't want to. But I mean, think about it. Like we know you're going to do whatever. Not that hydrofacial is the only option for acne by any means, but like most of them don't want downtime because they want to be able to go to their party or go to, you know, what have you. So whatever. Yeah. So I feel that like, that's where a lot of my clientele comes from as well. So I definitely think demographic matters. I think things like demographic matter more so necessarily sometimes than like the type of money an area has or supposedly has, you know, because like you said, if you're somewhere where people have a lot of money, but they're not spending it. Okay. Well then that's not good either. It's, you know, I do think to some degree as well, your, how do I want to say this? Almost the way that you market yourself Uh in your location makes a difference too. I definitely think that your direct location of your business like for example I'm not in a mall or I'm not in a strip with all this shopping so that there's all this foot traffic and x y and z I'm sort of off in a little location kind of not standalone by any means but there's not much around me and that's actually a reason like why I picked it just because I already had the clientele clientele. didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily want or need more. And so I do think that yes, your location in general, as in, you know, the town you're in or that kind of thing, but even getting down more granular to literally where you're at makes a difference because I also feel when I was in my first job at Ulta, we were, you know, in the mall and we're at a beauty store. No one really wanted to take their skin seriously. It was just kind of like fun to everybody coming in. Yeah. And I think it's because it was in a fun location. It's, yeah. you know, it's in a mall. Like it's, it's not serious. True. I think it, it's like a puzzle and every single piece is going to matter. Uh, yes. The demographic, the location, the age, um, the type of services that are in the climate, all of yep. those things do play a huge role. I mean, oh. even though what I think is that even like a place like California, which is like huge, it's huge. saturated with so many estheticians. You would see many big estheticians are in California actually. And at the end of the day, just because like we think like, Oh, it's so saturated. I shouldn't be starting. Oh, it's so saturated. How am I going to succeed? What people don't understand, areas that are saturated, there are also more people for everyone. Yep. That's the type of location you want to go. I was at a seminar for Is Clinical last week, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if you follow the LA Facialist. No, I don't think so. I do. Um, She's, you should, it's she's great uh but candace marino is her name and then cynthia oh what is her handle i can't remember her handle one of the two they're both amazing estheticians 
uh, they, one of them said, and this really resonated, I think it was Candace, but she said, even if, think about it, even if you work 24 seven around the clock every single day, you're still not going to be able to give everyone in your town, the world, wherever a facial. There are always like, there are so many people out there. It doesn't matter that it's a saturated area. Sure. It may mean you have to work a little bit harder to get like seen and get yourself out there and maybe set yourself apart. But I, I definitely think it's still possible even in more saturated spaces. I agree. And I also think like, it's also about your energy. Like there are, there are people who are specifically attracted to my energy, not saying that I am better than Alyssa or Alyssa is better than me. It's just that they vibe with me differently. And they're like, okay, I feel more comfortable with this person because it's a very intimate treatment. We're touching people's skin, their, their bodies. So that's why people like to pick and choose whoever they want to go so you can't necessarily say that, okay, the area is saturated or it, it's same like saying that, oh, LA is really expensive. Yes, it is. But you're also going to be making more. You're also going to be right. having more opportunities. So it somehow pays it off. So yes. yeah, the location really does matter in terms of like what your the the demand is in that area is what the service you're going to sell more. Now, this is a funny thing that I was recently um, working as a contractor with one of the med spots uh, in my town. And um, I started noticing that they have so many hair removal clients. Oregon is cold. Even if you go to the beach, it's not Miami. Like, but people still want to get that hair removed. It is, isn't it so crazy? Me and my friend was, uh, she's also the co-host of the podcast. So we were like, this is so crazy. It's so crazy that people here want hair removal. Like it's much more in demand. But it also though, it makes sense because you want to be, if you can be, you want to be as, you know, have as little of color as possible so that you know, because if you're more tan, you kind of have to go a little bit, well, depending on the laser. So yeah, some lasers I know are totally, you know, don't see color in any sense uh, on the actual melanin in the skin. They just only are able to target like the actual hair. But let's just say I was always working with such old school ones, I think, so that I've never really experienced those. But it would make sense in that sense, because no one can get a tan in Oregon. So they're always um, the perfect king. I think summer is really good time here. Oh, summer is, is the time where people, it's like two, three months max. So people are like, okay, we want to get in a lot of things. We and summer we are basically very slow. Like if I okay. have a microneedling, chemical peel and blah, blah, blah. Even the sure. climate plays a huge role. We can't do those services. They're not even into it at that moment. So yeah, it's like, crazy how that your demographic the location the the demand in the market in that area affects how your menu is going to look like sometimes and which things is going to be more in demand as compared to the other and I also think that because we mentioned this as part of it too earlier on back to the marketing part I've noticed too how you market in a sense attracts like what demographic or clientele you're going to get. So 
I mean, if you're always, if you're always posting, I post a lot of face reality transformations because I have a lot of acne clients. Well, I always attract younger acne clients now because I post so much of that. I feel, you know what I mean? So that's true that I get. Yep. Yep. Definitely think that it all ties together. Like when you said the puzzle piece Mm -hmm. analogy, that was spot on because all of the little things that we're mentioning make yeah. the bigger picture. Why, why it ends up being what it is, like why yeah. this ends up being bestseller or, you know, what have you. You got to consider, I think like it's really important to consider all those factors. And now that I'm like, the more I'm seeing the industry, I'm like, okay, I got to include all these other factors because the reason last time I was actually, um, I had to like shut down the main reason was basically my pregnancy. But also on top of that, it was the fact that I'm like, I need to learn my market better. I need to actually see what is going to be in, what's not going to be in. And that is going to play a huge freaking role. Like that's, what's going to tell me whether I should do it or not, or like what, what I'm supposed to offer. What are the treatments that are in? Honestly, nobody knows about green peel here. Nobody knows about uh, DMK that much. Um, There's so many services people don't know about here. And I'm like, wow, green peel is like, you can't even find a provider. I had people inquiring from Washington. You were the first one that ever told me about it. I never knew either until our very first time talking. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a very different, unique kind of peel, honestly. It's different. I think it definitely does set you apart. Yep. Well, and like you just mentioned, DMK is not well known here either. So I definitely, I did not consider this before. I just always knew I wanted DMK, but I began and have still had a lot of people reaching out that I don't know and that aren't clients of mine because of DMK exclusively. So I also think what you carry. Yeah. you know kind of draw in a certain concern or certain clientele as well I mean you can always market it to them you can tell them and that's again it comes to comes down to also your marketing as well what are you marketing if you are marketing it and you are trying to sell it it is going to sell at the end of the day it is more so about the marketing than all these other stuff but yes um when it comes to like your um, demographic, like I said, you can push people to pay for things if they don't want it. But if they eventually continuously see that, okay, this is what I'm constantly seeing. I constantly keep seeing that DMK is effective. DMK is effective. At some point you're like, okay, I'm sold. I got to buy it. Yep. Well, what is that, that factor or not factor that, uh, I don't know what I want to call it. Statistic. That's what I was looking for. I'm like, what is yeah. the word? This That one statistic that says something along the lines of you have to, a, a client or a customer has to see something seven times before they like actually remember or think buy. about it or buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's wild if you yeah. think about it, but no, I definitely think that those are only a few of the things that go into, you know, your location yeah. determining your menu or your prices or what your best seller is. I Plays do think it's yes, definitely. 
plays a role. Same like a movie. In a movie, you see different characters. They all—they're not the main sh- main star, but they all play somewhat of a role to tell that story and construct that story. So same like that in a business. Every small little piece is going to play somewhat of a role. That doesn't mean you can tweak around or change things. You absolutely can. Might take a little sure. bit longer, but that doesn't mean it's not going to work. Sure. It definitely, I feel like it takes a long, long time. You know, when you introduce new things, it, it takes a second for sure. I have a question for you. Do you experience imposter syndrome? Oh my God. I, I literally, this was the question when you had sent me, you know, some that you were just like, oh, we, we could talk on these. I was like this one. I'm like, yes, so much. It is. And I always, you know, it is like, I always find myself, I don't know if you ever did this in the past or still do it at all. But when anyone asks about my business, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I just like blow it off and I'm like trying to change the subject super quick because it just is weird when people you know, compliment it or not comp, not, it's not weird, but I feel like they're like, Oh my God, that's incredible that it's doing so well. And this, that, the other. And I'm like, yeah, it is like, I get so awkward about it. I don't even know why I definitely still experience imposter syndrome. I think that the whole faking it until you make it thing beyond true sadly I especially in the beginning of the business I mean I was drowning like yeah going home crying every night being like why am I doing this and you would never in a million years like guess it on the client's end or my assistant she tells me now like or she sees all the behind the scenes now and she's like how in the world or she'll be like I didn't even you know you make it look so easy you x y and z and I'm like okay well good because I don't feel like it but I think imposter syndrome is gonna be forever like for everyone because even my mentor that I call her my mentor because I feel like when I was a baby SD, we worked together at our first job at Ulta together. And she was a mo- way more established and had been practicing years. And she helped me get started. And she actually recently went solo and was asking me for advice and to help her out. And I'm like, wow, what? You're like, She's in my head, you know, and she still is. Her asking for my help does not mean that she's not. But, like, it was wild because I'm like, you were my mentor teaching me the ropes of my first aesthetics job and everything like that. And now I'm the one helping you get your business, you know, because I'd been in business at least, you know, nine months or so when she decided to go out on her own. And I helped her, you know, with everything, recommending any and all that I could and, that felt very, I felt like an imposter. Then, I mean, there's just so many times I feel like it hits. How Don't do you, you feel? What, what do you do in order to like shut that voice down? I would say whenever I'm really feeling it, I go 
I'm so weird. I go, I have an album and literally anytime like clients DM me or uh, text me or something of the sort, basically anytime anyone involved with my business like compliments me or, you know, the, the awesome texts we get sometimes being like, you changed my life. Like, look at this, look at the difference in this. And I literally have a folder in my iPhone where I save all of those and I'll just like go through and just read them, read them all because it's, it's hard. Yep. Yeah. It's because it almost reaffirms like, oh, I am actually that talented or I am that good. Like these are actual people, you know, literally Mm -hmm. shouting from the rooftops how much they loved their service or what have you. And that really helps me personally. I also feel like befriending a lot of other Estes online and in the industry helps too, because you realize that we're all just people and we're all just figuring it out as we go. So I, I think I feel it less nowadays because of that, but I don't know. I don't, I feel like if you, if you find an answer, Rosie, you let me know, girl. Cause girl, I, I, I got, I got no answers here, but what works best for me is to yeah, not tell me. looking. This is the thing social media like initially when we started talking you were like oh people made it look so glamorized it's all glamorized because of the few clips and stories of somebody you see you don't see the behind the scene so highlight real girl yeah and the the estheticians who are even showing that oh everything is so great look i won an award blah 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 they also suffer with the same fucking imposter syndrome as me and you. Yep. Yeah. So the best thing is to just put those blinders on and not look at anybody. Just like focus on your own growth. And the only way to do that is get off the fucking social media. Get off Instagram. Get off all these other apps. Post your content. Comment. Yep. Comment. Support the institutions you want to support. Just walk away. That's it. I definitely, I've been trying to be better at that too, because I was a really big doom scroller. And I will say that since starting the business, being so busy and you know how demanding it is, it has actually worked in my favor in some ways and not not just hanging on social media for so long at a time, just comparing myself and doing all of that. Like you said, I get on. I message like my groups that I'm in. I like and comment on the estheticians that also, you know, like do that to mine or the content that I like and all that. And then I'm just, I'm out. I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really spend a whole lot of time. And I do think that that's, that helps too. And to your, yeah. to your point, also the whole putting blinders on and just keeping your head down and focusing on your what clients you what you have going on that that also it does help yeah I mean like I have a f- handful of estheticians even if you see on my podcast I don't bring everybody like I'm only like I have maybe five to seven estheticians that I'm close to and sure. that's about it and I don't even feel like I need to expand my group and that also yep. is because I don't want to constantly feel like oh you're doing good and I'm not 
because it can get in your head. And I'm going to be honest about it. If you are, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not like that. I'm not like that. You're, you're fucking lying to yourself and you're lying to us because it does happen. Yes. We, and we all get in that. Well, and we're all guilty or at least maybe not all of us, but I know I am of adding to the glamorizing the, you know, being solo thing. I try not to, and I try to post when stressful things happen, but you, it's hard because then you don't want your clients to think you're a Debbie Downer or you know what I mean? Like you don't want anybody to feel bad because that's just part of business, but it's, it's hard because I do feel like I, I glamorize and I, you know, look at others and I'm like, oh, like, darn, I'm not doing all that. And we just shouldn't. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that'll ever go away in our industry. Honestly, I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about the, the same thing. yeah, like the effect uh, that social media plays on all of us. They did like polls on their Instagram mm-hmm. story and stuff about it. And it was sad to like hear how you know many like suffer from imposter syndrome or compare themselves daily or you know whatever questions they were asking it was it was pretty eye-opening so I do think it's it's everybody and I think it's at every stage of anytime you're leveling up you're gonna feel it because you've never been to this level before you know and you're not used to it so I think imposter syndrome is always gonna be a thing but I think it gets better the more you get comfortable in where you are like what point you're at yeah whether that be business and regular life whatever it's honestly also like looking into what you have and being grateful for it because there's always going to be someone prettier than you someone richer than you someone successful than you it's always going to be the next level Uh, there's no limit to all of these things um so you gotta have to bring some kind of balance and the reason it's like a it's a joy stealer, honestly, when you are constantly looking at other people's shit, I feel like you cannot sit and appreciate what you are actually willing to do. And you are doing because you're constantly focused on their achievements. Um, I feel like you can either be a content creator, create, live your life, or you can be a consumer and consume other people's life. So at the end of the day, you got to pick and choose which one is actually going to work for your favor. Um, it's hard. Not going to say it's not hard. It is freaking hard because this is kind of like an addiction. So you have to sometimes either unfollow people, either get yep. just, just make your circle small, yep. make it as like, you could even like, um, if you're really feeling imposter syndrome more so than usual, you could meet or not meet <laughs> mute on Instagram now, and you can just mute some yeah. some of the people that maybe make you feel like have that feeling more so than others you know until you're yeah. not really doing as you're not feeling the imposter syndrome as much and then you could always unmute them you know yeah I have like 180 estheticians that I follow um and honestly I maybe have you I have you unmuted I have um Tessa unmuted. I have Michael unmuted. I have like Ageless Ashley, Josh. These are the people I have unmuted. The rest, 
the reason is like because if i fall into that trap of scrolling it's a never-ending thing even i can't sometimes keep up with your guys's content like you would not see me all the time on your stories or in your comments or anything because i just you gotta focus on something that you are doing and of course your friends will know like i hope you guys do know like i'm always here to cheer you guys up but i might not be there every single day commenting posting sharing everything you know like it's so sometimes you got to bring a little bit of that balance and understand but yeah yeah, imposter syndrome is like it kicks everybody's ass and if it if they say it doesn't i mean tell us the secret yeah i'm like i I would like to know but i also they're lying because it does i feel like it happens to all of us oh yeah it does what is your plan to actually further improve your business and the tip you want to share to estheticians who are listening i would say well one to build on something we discussed earlier when you get busy it's almost like non-stop it just seem seemingly gets worse and worse then and you just it builds on each other so honestly my biggest tip would be to if you're someone who has not yet started would be to have set policies and procedures. That's what I'm doing now to better my business currently because I didn't have, you know, uh, sure I had like, I don't know, a cancellation policy I copy and pasted from somewhere or like a rebooking thing that I, you know, saw on someone else's something very lax or just didn't have certain things at all. Like I didn't have a handbook because I was like, Oh, I'm not going to hire people for a while. You know, I'm not saying you have to have every single thing ahead of time, but paying more attention to having policies and procedures and set, like if this happens, this is how to handle it. That would have been so helpful in the beginning. And it's, so helpful now that I'm starting to because it sets the expectations for both clients and me. Like I'm a very big expectation person. If you tell me one thing, I'm taking that to the goddamn grave. Like don't ever change your mind because I, it's already ingrained in my brain. Like, so I, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set expectations for both myself and my clients. And I wish I would have, you know, you want to try to be quote unquote, like chill and fun and all of that, but you're still a business at the end of the day and for yourself. And if you have employed, now I have like an employee and I have to think of her. I have to have policies and procedures in place to protect both of us too. Yeah. And yeah, I wish that's something I really wish that I would have spent more time on and had already in place uh, before I opened because I've done most of that like along the way. And it's been really hard because you're already busy. You don't really have time for those kind of things. So it's really hard. And I wish I would have started that sooner. So that's a good advice, by the way. I think like starting the ground, the base in a solid way would actually pay off longer in the future. Because yep. I told myself, I was like, oh, like, I'll worry about that when I hire somebody. I'll worry about that when I, when it comes time. 
No, no, because you will not have time to worry about it when it comes time. Do You're it doing the double of, work. Yes, do it ahead of time. So it's over with because you're not going to have time to do it in the future. You'll keep telling yourself you do and you don't. And like I said, it sets the expectation for clients. And I feel like it almost makes them respect you more. I agree. hundred percent. So that'd be my um, biggest one. Policies and procedures. That's, that's actually a good advice. And that's why I love doing this fucking podcast. Cause I'm sitting here and taking a class here, by the way. <laughs> Of like all the weird random little like I feel like that's the boring side so no one ever wants to mention it and yeah I, so too. yeah I just I don't know I've listened I listened to a lot of podcasts before I went uh out on my own and I never I don't know not that none talked about it but there wasn't a big emphasis on it so I was like well I'll figure yeah. that out later you know and I definitely regret it and it's yeah. made, I've watched it make my business easier and in turn then better for both myself and clients as I've started to finally like implement some. Yeah. Even though I think being an um, entrepreneur can be very difficult and very challenging, sure. it also does have its moments where it allows you to learn about yourself and about a business. So many things that you get to learn, honestly, it is very helpful and like we always say, it is not for everybody. Just be aware. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely did not. I, yeah, I did not realize all that, all that it was to be an SDpreneur. But I do think that, like you said, I it's worth it. It really is. It. Yeah. Again, not to. I feel like now and i feel you probably feel the same not to relate the business to kids again but i feel that all my friends you know have them and i so i end up relating business to it a lot but it's almost like you invest in that like kid and raise it up but like and you feel I like you're not getting in return but really like at the end when they're no longer a mean teenager and they want to be your best friend again in their 20s like you get the return it just takes time there's yeah. there's always the I reason like a good reason and it's always worth it it just sometimes takes time to realize it's worth it absolutely and same like kids like having yeah. kids is not for everybody one person is like, I want to be child-free. Another is like, I can't wait to have it. I, so that's all this I, thing is the same. It literally is. That's, I'm like, not to keep relating it to the same thing, but yep, that's another reason why it's like, oh, similar. I, mean, I don't know why somebody would be upset about even relating it. It's an analogy and it's it's a perfect yeah. analogy for understanding uh, for new estheticians. I mean, you got to be aware of the responsibilities. You've got to be aware of the downfalls and the, Nights that you will be staying up all night, all the like drooling and vomit on your clothes and your stretch marks and all of that. Are you willing to do that? If you are, that's good. It's for you. It's not the same like that. Business is not for everybody. And just because you're not an esthetician doesn't mean you're not a good esthetician. You can still be a good esthetician, but you're just not an esthetician. That's all. One thousand percent. I don't, I definitely think that in the past before I had started my own space 
that was in my head the I related success to someone having, you know, their own. I yeah. related my success to working in a med spa. Like it it is not at all. That is not the measure of that is not how you should measure it whatsoever. Like yeah. it you do not need to I sometimes I always I joke like with some of my esthetician friends and just friends in general I'm like shit sometimes I literally have dreams about clocking in and out again I'm like oh god to go back yeah to it, like it, just get paid for the time you the hours you put in I mean my husband is now learning it because uh he's starting his podcast for um yeah. his practice um, now that he's like putting everything up and like setting up the background and all of that, he's like, I'm not going to get paid for this. I'm like, yes, you're not. You're still working. You're not getting paid. You're like, welcome to my life. Yeah. Because you, you've been doing it, you know, at least you can help him out a little bit so yeah. he doesn't have to lo- learn all the hard lessons himself. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's maybe that's the benefit of it. But honestly, like that's something I want estheticians to know that you got to be aware of what you're putting yourself into. And also it only comes when you know who you are as a person. I actually wanted to give a shout out to Michaela McClan. Uh, you're taking her course on yes, human design good. from Golden Guy, uh, Experience Guide. Um, it's some, I have actually been taking her course on the, the one that she has, like it's in for $11 and it's just like allows yeah. you to learn about yourself. Everything yep. that was, that she was honestly explaining was so on point with me. And I was like, really? I was like, I've been doing this all my life. And I always question, I was like, why am I multitasker? Why I'm like the jack of all trades. And like, why am I doing this? But it, my human design this is who I am that what brings me joy and now I'm like just knowing yourself of who you are is really gonna help it's gonna make you understand that okay this is for me so if it's not in your design you don't have to worry about it yep I I can't wait to take it because I mean everybody rants and raves about it but like I was telling you before we were recording I I think that well and to tie this back to the whole business part, I think you need to know yourself before you get into it as well, yes. because it that was something else that I think I did not realize I, I did not maybe know myself as well as I thought ahead of time. And I'm like finding it out throughout this journey, like called business. Yeah. And so I am definitely... I'm excited to take her human design course for that reason. Other, other estheticians should check it out as well, just because, I mean, I haven't yet taken it, taken it, but everybody that has rants and raves about it. I mean, I, I have, and it is been very effective in just knowing myself as a person. Now imagine if I was like out of school when I was like 18 and I was like, Oh, I want to start my own fucking business. That's why sometimes it's good to take your time. Not don't rush into things. You absolutely can have it. I'm like turning 30 and now I'm probably going to have, have mine. I have been like doing this shit for like 12 years now. So it takes time. It just takes time. So it does. And in, it's not like it's just overnight successful. Like it takes work. (laughs) So it does. 
it definitely, while it's not the most glamorous, quickest, easiest thing ever, it, again, definitely, definitely has, like, it's worth it. Yeah. Well, Alyssa, I wanted to thank you so much for doing this podcast again. I really appreciate that you always come and share such like raw, unedited kind of like information where I just, I know that I'm just going to go back to this podcast, listen to it. And I'll be like, oh shoot, all the things that she's saying is really resonating. So I really, really appreciate that for you doing this podcast with me. I can't wait for you to celebrate your second your second year of like Liskin Studio. It's yes. gonna be. Well, so I, I was gonna say it's just gonna be like a yearly date at this point. We just touch, you know, touch base, see how it's all, how it's yeah. all panning. Yeah, and you just sharing every year something new you learn. I mean, this year the whole content that you just right now shared is such different than last year. Like everything you shared last year versus today is like different i'm so glad that you're back to potting because i seriously i missed it i had so much fun you're so as if i've recorded with like a million people or something no i'm not like i but anyways you're just really really easy to to sit and chit chat yeah (laughs) it's easy with you for sure so thank you so much I appreciate that. Guys, make sure you give uh, Alyssa a follow. I'll share her um, Instagram handle and information. Please go check her out. Till next time, keep glowing and keep growing. Bye, guys. Bye.